What's going on, everybody? Seth Boone here with another episode of How You Do That. On today's episode, we have the lovely, we have the talented, one of a kind, Thea Chavez. Thea Chavez, how are you doing today? Happy Saturday, Seth, and good morning to everyone listening on today's show. Thanks so much for having me here, and I'm so elated to be here featured on your podcast for today. Oh, it is, and it is, a, it is a pleasure and honor to have you here. You used to be on a television show out in the Philippines, See You at E. Let me know a little bit more about that. How, how did that go, and how did it all come about? Well... I was still in the Philippines and I was in third year college at that time. I was fortunate to get casted on that show. It was actually a live variety game show. We did opening dance numbers, opening song numbers, held a live uh, bingo game during the uh, show as well. It was uh, simultaneously forecasted. In two channels, BTV4 and E39 during my time. And I think that was like year 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that. That's awesome. When when somebody won a prize in the middle of the show, did the, was there a button that they pushed? Did they just jump up and scream bingo? Yes, they, they do. You know, the usual <laughs> bingo. And then they win like really big prizes like home appliances, tickets to trips, free rubber shoes. What? And all that. That's pretty awesome. How did that how did that venture come about? How did you get into the to the television side of things? Well, I was studying to graduate as a communications um, major. I wanted to be a broadcaster at that time during college. So I was versely um, connecting with a lot of TV people, radio people. And I met this person who become who became rather my agent and um he told me to audition for the TV show, and I did, and I got one of the spots. Well, you're very gregarious. You're very Thank beautiful. You. I can see why they chose you. Thank you. That that that's pretty awesome. Now, so you got the, you got the TV uh, experience. From my understanding, you're also very involved when it comes to dance as well. What kind of what kind of dance are you involved with? Well, when I was three years old, I started learning ballet. So I was a professional dancer before I am trained in ballet, jazz, hip hop, modern and cheerleading. So I did all of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. That that's awesome. Multi-talented and Thank and you. and knockout. Being that beautiful, have you? Uh, what are your thoughts as far as like beauty queen competition things like that? Have you ever uh, entered into any of those or, or won any of those? Or? I actually won Miss Ma- uh, Miss Mass Communications during my college years, so I bagged that title. However, I'm only five feet petite, I would say, <laughs> and um, it it really um kind of like breaks my heart because of course. Uh, they only seek for five, five and above um, beauty queens. But in my head, I'm still a beauty queen no matter what height I am. And that didn't stop me from pursuing jobs that are height restricted. I'm a flight attendant after all. And um, I work for one of the major airlines serving the United States and an international And that didn't stop me from acquiring some spots, modeling as well, which is vastly centered on tall women. So I believe that height is just a number, just like age. Right. Uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. You are, you know, you are beautiful. You got the face for television. I've always been told I've got the face for radio. <laughs> I have, I have <laughs> but, teeth for TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So now, now the height can work to advantage in things like cheerleading every or gymnastics from what I've yes. heard. Or have you ever done any of those? Yes, I did. Because back in cheerleading, you have to do a lot of like splits, tumbling, cartwheels. 
um, they actually like throw you up in the air as well. And just imagine if you were tall. Right. <laughs> it would be best if you were quite petite to be thrown up in the air. So you would like land like a little bird, be caught by like your co-dancers. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. And how long were you a cheerleader? For my college years, actually. But back in high school, I was also part of the dance team. So I was really active um, in dance movement. That was my concentration back there. Now, if somebody's listening to this right now and and it's a young woman and she wants to get into television or she wants to get into modeling or one of the ventures that you've gone into and you've succeeded or what would be your advice for them? What would you what, what would you tell them? Hey, this is where you need to get started at and, and some stuff to expect along the, the road or the journey to get to where they're looking to be. You know, for me, I never stopped pursuing what I wanted because in my head, I always tell myself what Thea wants, Thea gets. <laughs> so that is actually a confidence push on my end. And of course, rejection comes your way. And that didn't really stop me from still climbing up high and bagging all of these stuff that I've already like put in my resume. So to those women or little girls that are wanting to be successful in whatever field they are in, I would suggest to go for it, pursue your dreams and don't give up and don't listen to negativity and just hone your craft. And if you, you know, somebody rejects you, move on. Get up and move on. Awesome advice. Wise man falls down seven times, gets up eight, right? Is that how it goes? Yes. Yeah. You can't just stop there. You got to keep on moving just like in love. Are, are you married? Got any kids? What's, what's, what's the family life looking like? Okay, let's talk about uh, the kids. Okay. I don't have kids. I am mother hen, I would okay. say. I donated my eggs. I was an egg donor back when I was uh, freshly moved here to the United States. I helped a couple have kids. Legally, I, I cannot, you know, I don't have the rights to them. However, they do have the rights to me just in the case that any health issue arises. So I did that because I wanted to help. That's so I would say that probably that would be a my good deed for the world just in case I have that ticket going to heaven. Oh. <laughs> that That's awesome. So, so, you, so you're an egg donor. Um, and how, how many children were you able to help help the couple? That I don't know. I, all I can say numerically is I donated my eggs. Okay. Before. Yes. Well, that that is awesome. That, that is great that you, you were able to help yes. a couple uh, get to that stage of life because, you know, there's so many people out there that just would love to have children. And yes. for one reason or another... They, they have to search other avenues to try right. and make that a possibility. Right. So for you being a part of that that creation, uh, I think that's a great thing. What part of the Philippines are you from? Manila, Philippines. All right. That, that's where Pacquiao's from, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's awesome. But what? in the Philippines, we were not really, because I just moved here in the States and I had to like, you know, embrace a lot of challenges because a lot of people here are into football, baseball. And we didn't have that in the Philippines. So in the Philippines, we had three big Bs. Okay. BB. Boxing, <laughs> beauty pageants. And basketball. Okay. Basketball. Okay, cool. So boxing, beauty pageants, basketball. You're too beautiful to be going in the boxing ring. So I wouldn't, I'd be shocked if you told <laughs> me you did something. <laughs> you, you've, you've gone in, you've competed, you've won in, in the beauty pageant realm. What about basketball? You ever go out, shoot some hoops or, or is that I not really a I do love that sport so much. So, so I am into, okay, one more thing that I did when I was living in Los Angeles. I auditioned for the Laker girls. Okay. Unfortunately, I didn't make it, 
Um, but just being there auditioning and competing with about 700 women was a goal achieved for me because it was really, really, really hard. I can imagine what kind of stuff did they have y'all do in order to, during the trial? It was a dance routine, a jazz dance routine. So imagine competing with 700 equally talented women. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a journey. It was the experience that I was actually looking forward to, not just bagging the, um, most coveted spot of being an, a Lakers cheerleader. Right. But it was just the experience of being there and just living at that moment. That's was a- the most important thing to me at that time. Well, that's, that's awesome. Now, now being a flight attendant, you're able to travel the world, right? Are you, are you, do you, or do you just do national or do you do national and international? Where, where all have you been? What are some of your favorite places that okay, you've, you've so visited? So at work, I do both domestic and international. However, we do have worldwide benefits. So say I wanted to go to Paris next week and there's an open seat. I can take it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. My favorite spot in the world is Hong Kong. Okay. Hong Kong. Why? Because of the food, the night shopping, the architecture, the water. And I don't know. It just holds a very special place in my heart. I'm part Chinese, Filipino, and Spanish. And I don't know. I'm just in love with the food over there and the culture. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually, as a matter of fact, I was, I was talking to my, one of my boxing coaches the other day and he's got a heavyweight fighter over in, in Hong Kong, uh, or in China. And he, mm-hmm. and he was telling me that when he goes to China, well, he used to go on to China on a regular basis, uh-huh. but due to the whole COVID situation, yeah. you know, he hasn't, hasn't been over there in, in a while, but he was saying that the food out there, when you go there directly is just, is to die for. It's amazing. It is you to know, die for. And yeah. nightlife is, okay. wow. All the lights. It's like, you know, a city that never sleeps like New York is. Very lively, tall architecture, and it's just amazing. It's an amazing place that people should really, really uh, travel to. And with the, you, I, I heard you mention the water. When I when I think of Hong Kong, I think of beautiful skyscrapers. I, yes. th- you know, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. When you mention the water, are there beaches over there, or is it just like bodies of land that they are, that are very well taken care of that have? Beautiful. I haven't really gone around like the whole Hong Kong right. where I I saw it like in my past. It's like a lot of water bodies there. Okay. And I enjoyed riding every moment the water taxis over there. So Oh, that's cool. Just, you know, it's just so fresh. Right. What what's a water taxi? Water taxi is kind of like a taxi in the water. Yeah. <laughs> is so it like a little boat or is it over? Yes, it's like a boat with a lot of benches. So it's used to transport you from that side of the city to the other side. Wow, that's pretty cool. And very, very cheap. I think it was like two twenty-five Hong Kong dollars, if oh. I'm not mistaken. That was like in 2015. Oh wow, well, yeah. I was there. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah. now, is it? Do you do you help them row, or do they do no, all the rowing, or is there a motor in there? There's a motor, and you're just like in the bench, admiring the scenery, right? Having your hair blown by the wind. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Now with over in the Philippines, what kind of, what are some delicacies? What are some foods that, that, oh that are, God, that are over there that, that you really love? On this. Have you tried Filipino food? I, I have, uh, I haven't experienced the entire array of, of everything mm-hmm. that they have to offer, mm-hmm. but I, I've tried one or two dishes. I remember it being very well. There's certain things that I won't eat that are, you know, <laughs> Balut. <laughs> uh, what's, what, what's that? Balut. People, um, this is a very uh, popular dish in the Philippines. It's a, 
a fertilized well well it's a shell okay an egg technically right. so they bury it under the soil so it's very tasty the soup inside is very tasty okay. but there's a little bird there so <laughs> there you can see the big i know it, it's it's kind of like gross when i you know explain it but there's a little beak and feathers and the right feet and all that so my dad's a doctor when i was a kid he would make me eat that because it's high in protein okay so he he just tells me to close my eyes and just like eat it because it's good for my bones as he says but it's one of the delicacies that i make my friends who visit the philippines try it's like your initiation right right yes that's cool yeah so i got i got a buddy of mine and, and one of his offices is actually over in the philippines and i don't know if he was messing with me or not but he told me that one of his favorite things to eat out there when he goes over there is fried bat do they fried bat yeah i heard that was just from china <laughs> yeah yeah i've heard i've heard different things on that and i don't know if they if it was just pulling my leg or not i couldn't tell you know we're just all out uh, hanging out and partying he was just saying we, out of the different places that he goes to visit uh he actually established an office out in the philippines he said okay. because he loves it over there so much he said yes. you know that the That's people over there so very are, are great he said the food out there is great so i asked him about the food and he told me that right. and he, he said it tastes a lot like chicken but you know Apparently, a lot of stuff tastes a lot like chicken. You know, they say alligator, you know, frog legs, snakes. Snake. Apparently. Yeah. 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 So, uh, the, 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 see, you well, know, the, pass. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's a hard pass for me. They, you can get that over here in the States, Louisiana, even in Texas in some parts. Yes. But yeah. And Filipinos love to eat food. Right. And our most popular dish here, based on what my friends have tried, is mm. a double pancit lechon. Okay. And what's inside of that? Pork, chicken, like, you know, that roasted pig with an apple in the center. Okay. It's big in uh, birthday parties. So if you have that on your table, that means it's a special, special party. Like, okay. say you've um, reached a milestone, 50 years old, 18 years old, one year old. Right. Yeah. That's cool. And and have you ever been to flipping patties I, lo I love giving small businesses oh, a shout out there's a yeah i'm yeah. actually wanting to try in the future okay in the near future but i have had uh, filipino food here in texas okay when uh when i moved here so i have um tried that be more pacific okay and jerry's grill which we had in the philippines oh wow actually, we still have that in the philippines so you would would you consider that true authentic uh if somebody yes. was looking for something authentic yes. to and the of bone of course the most popular jollibee jollibee okay jollibee is kind of like mcdonald's all right burgers and fries and the best chicken joy in the world and jolly spaghetti our spaghetti <laughs> is very different from the spaghetti like in italy or okay. united states because ours is sweet because oh. it's made of banana ketchup Oh and wow! We use red hot dogs with that. What with the with the banana ketchup? How is that a mixture of bananas with yes. tomatoes, or is it just, or is it like just banana ketchup? Banana ketchup. Yes. That sounds pretty cool, though. That mm -hmm. sounds different. I love. See, one of my favorite dishes is very simple. It is banana or bananas and peanut butter, right? Well, who doesn't love bananas and peanut butter and PBJs? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm still a kid at heart. Whenever I eat that thing, right. That's cool. Now, now, are you from where? Where? Where were you? Where did you grow up? Where would you say you spent the majority of your life? Born and raised in Manila, Philippines. All right, there you go. Okay, cool. And and in your travels throughout life, where all have you stayed? And what are some of your favorite places? 
Aruba. Okay. Paris, of course. Hong Kong, of course. I like Singapore. The cleanliness of Singapore is wow. I'm actually, during COVID, I wanted to try and visit Istanbul, which didn't pan out yet. Right. Because of the lockdown there. But that's next on my list. Right. And many, many other places. I mean, I have the benefit of traveling the world for free or so-so dollars. So why not, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. You got to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Now, growing up, when you were looking to get into broadcasting and all that, was there a particular news anchor, director, TV personality that you used to look up to and say, if I could just at the very least get to that level, I'll I'll have made it? Is there anybody that you really looked up to in that industry that that was kind of like your inspiration or or was it more so just Mm -hmm. the profession in general that drew you in? Actually, I believe it's more of the profession that drew me into. But based on TV, let's talk about TV stuff. Okay. I really wanted to perform on TV. I'm not shy at all. I'm more shy when it's one-on-one. Like right now, I'm shy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's one-on-one. But if you put me on a stage where there's like a thousand people as audience, I'm not shy at all. So I can perform. I don't have that stage fright. I looked up to J-Lo, Britney Spears, and Janet Jackson as my... Um, you know, I look up to them in their style of dancing. They're kind of like my role model. Right. Because they, they're so alive when they do that. All the, you know, um, facial reactions they do when they incorporate it in their movements is just so sexy and like so hot and alive and power. It's whenever they execute that dance routine, it's so powerful. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and now the choreographing. I mean, though you're 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 looking up to folks that are masters of their craft, right? Yes. You know, with the choreographing involved in all that, I'm sure you would know better than me. Is that something that's planned out by somebody else? Do the dancers typically come up with that also, or is yes. it a mixture of both? Yes. Some well, sometimes there's a lead choreographer that does the routine for you, and you just like follow it. But then we kind of like you know, make suggestions to make it more lively or special. So every other um, opinion is widely accepted and respected. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, dance is a beautiful thing. It's It's an art. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it it brings life. It brings life to a lot of music. It brings life to a lot of stuff, especially, I mean, you think of the Super Bowl, you think of of a lot of different big events. Of course. And the dancing and and the hours and and time that's invested in that, it just, it it blows your mind and it's really something to appreciate. When it comes to a big event, what are some events that you have done as far as dance-wise? Dance-wise, I have performed in numerous uh, TV shows, of course. Okay. I've performed in numerous parties back in the Philippines. Right. So there were, were my chances to execute my dance routines okay, and cool. my talent. Okay, cool. Yes. Now, any any brothers, sisters? Yeah, of course. I do have two sisters and two brothers. They're all back at home. Okay. Um, my sister is a doctor. Oh, My cool. other sister is in, still in school. Two brothers are taking care of my our family business back home. Oh, that's awesome. So we're actually a family of doctors, nurses, entrepreneurs. And um, I'm the one who kind of like <laughs> didn't really follow that field. <laughs> but, you know, up in the air, when you're a flight attendant, you actually have to wear a lot of hats. You can be a doctor. You can be an engineer there. A psychiatrist. <laughs> um, yes, a police officer nowadays. Right. Yeah. What's some of the wildest stuff you've seen up in the air? Have you ever had anybody just completely wig out once the, the airplane? Oh, 
my God, the plane's going to go down. There's something on the wing. <laughs> Have you ever had any experience, any insane stuff in all your years of, of flight attending? Mostly passengers. <laughs> right. Health issues. Whenever there's a health issue in the plane, it stresses me out, of course, because you have to really think outside of your box how to address a situation in a timely manner, right. especially you're up in the air. But of course, we're trained for that. Okay. Okay. What what, what would you say takes the, the cake? Do you have what's your, what's some of your most memorable moments uh, in the in the plane above the meeting, earth surface? Meeting different people, celebra- from children to celebrities, um, doing flights that have the Make a Wish Foundation um, children okay. that were awarded tickets to. That really warms my heart. And just any flight, I would say, is very interesting because you get a bevy of different people. You just have to, I guess, be open. And address it with empathy. Now, if somebody wanted to see some of the stuff from your past uh, performances, do you have a website where that's all up and running? Or is it or is it on like a Facebook page or Instagram page? Or where would somebody go to, to, to book you for an event if they're listening to this? And they're like, you know what? We're actually looking for somebody for an on-air personality. Or they're looking for, some, for a professional dancer that knows what they're uh-huh. doing. How would they reach you? Where, where could they go to see more about you? They can just visit me on my Instagram page. And my Instagram is at Thea. T-H-E-A-J Chavez, C-H-A-V-E-Z. Thea J. Chavez. Oh, that's cool. Thea J. Thea Chavez. Chavez. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, you mentioned that you that you did a trial out in L.A. Have you were you were you living in L.A. or were you just kind of passing by? Like, yes, when- actually, I was born and raised in the Philippines and I moved to the United States on and off from 2002 to 2006. It was 2006 when I was, um, I got married okay. here. I was married before. Right. Um, but unfortunately, that marriage didn't work out. Right. So we're still good friends. And I wish, he, yeah, he's, he's just so special to me. And I always right. like pray for his help. Um, I lived in LA for about 15 years prior to making a decision to move on and try Houston, Texas this time. Okay. Well, you know what? I think you picked the best city. In the best state. They don't call it the great state for nothing, I know, right? It's so huge. I haven't <laughs> even been like all over, like trying all of Texas. Not yet. Have you noticed, was it kind of like a culture shock? Did you notice a big difference between LA? I've, I've visited, I've got family in California, mm-hmm. so I've kind of passed through uh-huh. and I'm not out there as often as I would like. I've, one thing that's on the bucket list is to go surfing. I love swimming and surfing and that be- blue yeah. water out there just looks like it would just be. LA beaches are the best for surfing. Right. But of course I do miss the beaches there. Right. Hiking, because Houston's terrain is quite flat. Right. But the food options here are, wow. I want to say we're number one in the nation when it comes to food. So many varieties and choices. And a lot of people here, I notice, are very, very super friendly. Oh, a hundred percent. The Southern Hospitality. Right. (laughs) Is that the Southern Charm? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now what what are some of the things that you have planned uh, for the future? What what do you see coming up on the horizon and what are some okay. long-term goals so that you Seth, have? So Seth, I used to be this person before that, oh, in five years, I have to be married with uh, three kids doing this and having my own business. I changed all of that. You know why? Why is that? Because during the pandemic, people's dreams or um, plans have been quite put on a hold. I I couldn't really say shattered because I don't want to be like, you know, uh, addressing negativity on that. So now 
during the pandemic, a lot of people have discovered more of themselves. Oh, I didn't know that I can make cookies. Oh, I didn't know I can, I can move. I can dance or made podcasts, uh, TikTok videos and all okay. that. So you discover more of yourself. And as you discover more of yourself, you actually have that openness to, um, get into the realm of another job or another talent that you wish you wish to do as opposed to what your um, previous plan being a doctor was like. Right. So now as I embrace moving, like going forward day to day of my life, I'm very open to, I could do whatever. So now I don't really have like a solid plan of, I have to be a broadcaster in five years. Cause I can do that right now. I can do whatever, like in two years. Okay. So, right, you're, you're just enjoying the moment. I'm you're enjoying you're the living moment, in the moment. Living day to day. Right. Embracing what I can do right now and possibly do in the future. Okay. Just cool. growth. I right. would say growth. And change. Change is the most constant thing within our lives, anyway. So, for me, my goal say I wanted to be a doctor right now, just like my dad, that could change in two years. Okay. So I have to be very adaptive to that and, you know, just do what I want, be active, helping people, still doing my job. And I think like I'm also modeling and, you know, modeling is a very competitive job and they seek for like younger individuals, but that don't stop me because as long as you take care of yourself, they have the market for that. And you, you know, you brought up adaptability. It's, it's cool you did that because they, they, there's a, there's been studies that show that intelligence in forms of ranking on importance on being successful. They say the two top things mm-hmm. that rank in being successful is emotional intelligence, yes. adaptability, yes. and then comes intelligence. I would highly, highly agree to that. Right. Yes. Now, are you planning on doing any shows or, or, or co-hosting on any shows coming up or? If the offer is there, why not? Okay, cool. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, folks, y'all, y'all heard it here first. Keep your ears open. There may be something in the works. Yeah. yeah. So, and what, what's your Instagram again for people to, to, to find you at? Okay. Follow me at Thea J Chavez. Again, I'll spell it for you okay. at Tango Hotel Echo Alpha. Jubilee. Charlie Hotel Alpha Victory Echo Zebra. All right, cool. <laughs> and folks, if you're listening to this and you want to get a direct link to that also, this podcast is sponsored by Square Shot Photos. That's S-Q-U-A-R-E space, obviously, S-H-O-T space photos. I'm, I hope that you know how to spell that. And we're on Instagram. That's Square Shot Photos, all one word. We are on Facebook, so don't forget to hit the like button there. We're up, Excuse me. We're also on YouTube. So we have book reviews. We have promotional videos, content, things like that. So they do photography, videography, all that great stuff. And they also promote the show. And what we'll do is when this podcast launches, we will tag Thea in a post. So that way y'all can go to there. Y'all can follow her, check out her stuff and, and, (laughs) and stay on the lookout. Guys, it has been a pleasure until next time. Stay blessed, lose the stress. I'm Seth. God bless. And I'm out.